Welcome to the Story Church Podcast. The Story Church Podcast is the official podcast of the Story Church Project, which focuses on redesigning Adventism from tradition to mission. Welcome back, everyone. It's Pastor Marcus here. And uh, in case you didn't notice, this week I'm launching with a brand new intro, uh, sort of intro thing going on for the Story Church podcast. And the reason for that is I am officially announcing a new thing happening at the Story Church Project. And it's this the Story Church Project is now officially um, sponsored by the haystack isn't that cool so i've got this little thing that i'm going to be reading that i'm going to be sharing and, and i'll share these on these, each episode uh, as a way of giving a shout out to the haystack which is like the coolest thing on the internet since um since whatever else is really cool on the internet uh and look i want you guys to uh to check it out because what this is going to do is it's going to open up a lot of opportunities for more conversation for more um production for for yes just a lot of different things that can be done thanks to this so i want to officially begin by saying that this episode of the story church podcast is sponsored by the haystack the haystack is a voice for young adults in the seventh day adventist church that produces articles music reviews videos and more and if you want to check them out, you got to go to the haystack.org. And it's the Haystack Life Culture Theology. And I used to actually work with the Haystack guys. Um, I worked with them many years ago, back when it sort of, uh, not necessarily when it first, first got started, but it was definitely in the early days. And I had an absolute blast. I was their blog manager, met some amazing people. And in fact, I think... Um, the sort of the passion and the drive behind the ministry, which was to create this online space for Adventist millennials, uh, has really inspired me in so many different ways, including here at the Story Church Project, um, to continue speaking Adventism to millennial generations. And, uh, and yeah, so here we are. And it's super cool to be able to hook up with them again and uh, and team up with them at the Story Church Project and uh, yeah, have their sponsorship. So guys, check them out. If you haven't checked them out, you'll absolutely love the Haystack, especially if you're a millennial. Um, you will absolutely love it. So this week's episode, I wanna focus on something really important. Now the episode is titled, Is Your Adventism Beautiful? Is Your Adventism Beautiful? And I just wanna drop a word in. And when I drop this word in, um, <laughs> there's going to be a, a lot of different reactions depending on, you know, the people who are listening. And here's the word. <clears throat> the word is jewelry. Okay. Now, the word jewelry is a word that ruffles lots of feathers in Adventism. Uh, some Adventists believe you can't possibly be Adventist if you wear it. Uh, other Adventists believe there's nothing wrong with it, and others still take a functional approach, kind of a middle-of-the-road approach, where, you know, they support the use of jewelry like watches, tie clips, wedding bands, because they're functional, um, while rejecting jewelry that only serves adornment purposes, like ties, I guess? I don't know. But to be honest, I, I kind of don't really care. I hope that doesn't sound, like, arrogant. I just... I don't know. I just kind of really don't. Um, the whole debate pretty much bores me. Um, but here's here's the angle. Here's an angle rather on, on the whole theme of adornment and jewelry that that I never really hear during these debates, and and it's the one that I happen to find really interesting. So, in Isaiah chapter sixty one verse ten, this is really cool Bible verse, and God, you know, God speaking, you know, prophet Isaiah, and it says this: 
I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God. For he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. As a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. Now I want you to notice the imagery here because this text is saying that God adorns you and me like a bride adorns herself in jewels. Now I want you to picture that for a moment because, you know, here's this bride and she's getting herself ready for her wedding. And, you know, obviously that's pretty intense, you know, she's really careful to comb and braid her hair just right and you know obviously she she'll have some professionals doing that um and her skin is going to be brushed to perfection and she hangs this necklace around her neck and earrings that match and 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 the jewels themselves here's the thing all right they can't just be any old jewel they have to be just right uh they can't be so strong that they steal the show but they also can't be so weak that they look out of place so they have to complement her eyes and her dress even the shape of her jaw and the length of her neck it's a work of art intended to enhance her beauty and draw attention to her joy. And here's the cool thing. The Bible says that this is what God does for us. He adorns us. He clothes us in his promise of salvation, in a robe of his perfect life and love. And the picture Isaiah is painting is clear, uh, that, that God isn't interested in dragging us into a religion full of rules and weird standards. The exact opposite is happening. God courts us romantically, and then the day we embrace him, he adorns us with all the beauty heaven has to offer. In other words, God wants us to be beautiful. And I love the way David put it in Psalms chapter 90, verse 17, when he wrote, Let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. So I want to ask that question again. Is your Adventism beautiful? In other words, it's not simply that God adorns us with his grace and forgiveness. According to David, he adorns us with himself. He's like a jewel that enhances our beauty and draws everyone's attention to his heart. And I don't know, I guess for me, I'm like too bad that this amazing point is often absent in our silly debates over jewelry, you know? You should wear that. No, you shouldn't. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I don't know. It's just really. Anyways, um, but it goes deeper than this. All right, I want to I keep going. It goes deeper than this. Uh, God is not simply an adornment upon you and me that others see when they interact with us. Instead, the Bible paints an even crazier picture. Now, I want you to notice this. We were just reading Isaiah chapter 61. I'm going to just jump over to chapter 62 and read verse 3 because I want you to notice what Isaiah says in chapter 62, verse 3. He says this, You will be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand, a royal diadem in the hand of your God. Now, I don't know if you caught that. All right, I don't know if you caught that. Uh, so let me let me spell it out. Not only does God adorn us with himself, Isaiah goes so far as to say that he adorns himself with us. I mean, imagine God placing a crown on his, on his head or a, a royal ring upon his finger, um, and that crown and that ring represent you and me. Now, it's, it's not that God needs us to make himself more beautiful because he is the height of beauty. However, in some weird way, I don't fully understand, God still describes his people as jewels he wears upon himself. Uh, I would suggest, and look, this is just me, you know, doing my best to put the pieces together. Um, I would suggest that this has to do with the great controversy because we know the great controversy is a battle over the character of God. Is he good or is he not good? And, and, and so this biblical picture of God wearing his people as jewelry 
has theodical significance. In other words, when we live beautiful lives, we beautify God in the eyes of people who think he is ugly. So our lives are the jewels that catch their attention and enabled them to see the true beauty of his heart. And Zechariah also captured a similar picture of this when he wrote in Zechariah 9.16, The Lord their God will save his people on that day as a shepherd saves his flock. They will sparkle in his land like jewels in a crown. And, and speaking through the prophet Haggai, God said to Zerubbabel, I will make you like my signet ring, for I have chosen you. So there's this picture, right, throughout scripture um, where God makes us beautiful by adorning us with himself. But this is a strange one where, where he makes himself beautiful by adorning himself with us. It's, it's, it's weird. It's strange. Um, but I, I want to come back and ask this question again. Is your Adventism beautiful? Is your faith like a jewel that God would want to wear? Right? Because buried beneath the endless ping pong battles over whether jewelry is cool or not, lies this narrative that's significantly more meaningful, in my opinion, and important for us to, to think about. Like, I've never met a lost person who rejected church or Christians because they wore too much jewelry. Never seen it. Like, the only people who trip over that are us religious folk. But I'll tell you what I have met. I've met countless people who've turned away from God because supposed believers live lives that make God look ugly judgmental, arrogant, disconnected, sectarian, holier-than-thou, argumentative, critical, fault-finding, condemnatory, negative, obsessed with rules, traditions, and mindless customs, tossed around by conspiracy theories, and full of hatred toward people who are different from themselves. That's the sort of stuff that makes God look ugly. Not whether you wear a necklace or a wedding band, but your character. So my question today is, is your Adventism beautiful? Is your life beautiful? Are you adorned with the character of Jesus? Are, are you kind? Are you fun to be around? Are you encouraging? And on the flip side, if you were a jewel, would God put you on? Would your life be filled with care for the poor, the vulnerable, the lonely? Is it the kind of life that would make others say when they look at you, wow, God really is beautiful? Now, the answer to these simple questions, and here's my point this week, the answer to these simple questions is the difference between a life of missional effectiveness and missional failure. So today I want to invite you, regardless of what your convictions on jewelry are, and look really seriously, I don't care what they are. Um, don't jump on the comments, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I won't respond because it's just not a conversation that, that I'm interested in. But regardless of what your convictions are, I want you to stop and think if you are adorned in the beauty of God and if in turn, God would adorn himself with the beauty of you. So I want you guys to think about that. Let me know what you think. Um, let me know what your thoughts are. And I also want to encourage you, if you have not been to thestorychurchproject.com and gotten the free ebook, you got to check it out. I mean, I don't know what you're waiting for. You know, maybe you want me to beg you. I don't know. I have no idea. TheStoryChurchProject.com, man. It's a free ebook called How to Study the Bible with Postmoderns. Seriously, you haven't read it. I don't know what you're waiting for. You can download it for free. You can read it on your phone right now while you're in the bus, in the car. I mean, hopefully not driving. Um, you know, you can check it out. Read it for free. It's not super long, but I poured my heart into that, and I hope that it's something that can be a blessing to you. And also, if you really enjoyed this podcast or this project as a whole, and you want to help me do more. Like I want to start a YouTube channel and I got this um, 
Bible study set that I've written for studying the Bible with millennials and postmoderns that I want to publish uh, and get out there and get it designed and stuff. All that stuff costs money. I don't have guys. So if you want to help out, um, you can check out the Patreon, uh, storychurchproject.com, patreon.com slash the storychurchproject. Or if you just go to storychurchproject.com on the top right corner, you'll see a little link that says support and you can become a patron. And once I get enough of those, I can get some of these projects off the ground, which would be so much fun. So anyways, look, even if you can't do all that, I'm just super stoked that you're listening, super stoked that you're here. And I hope and pray that this project and today's episode can inspire you to make a difference in your local church, to redesign Adventism for mission, because that's what God's called us to do in these last days. Take care, guys. God bless. I'll catch you next week.